Hi. Hello, Mel. <laughs> or Melissa, as I like to sometimes call you. Just Only to when be I'm formal. in trouble. No, you're not in <laughs> trouble. I also give you fake middle names just because I like to be formal. You do. And you call me Melanie. Melanie, sometimes. yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I think you're more of a Melanie than a Melissa. Just People sometimes. do often decide to call me Melanie for no particular reason. Yeah. Don't know why. Maybe they don't know what Mel's short for because it could go either true. way. True. Very true. And there's not a lot of Melissas in life. Yeah. I feel. I used to be Joe in high school. I was going to say this, that I'm shocked that you're not a Joe. Really? See, I didn't, no offence to any Joes listening, but I wasn't really into it. Yeah. And everyone always thought I was Joanne, Joanna, Yeah. not Josephine. I feel like Josie is like, you're Josephine, or yeah. you're just Josie. So I changed it myself. I said, everyone, stop with the Joe, I'm over it. Yeah. I never chose to be Joe. Please call me Josie. Some Lovely. people some people couldn't do it. Like some people still call me Joe. <laughs> it's very aggressive to like decide to change yeah. your entire nickname, yeah. I think, yeah. later in life. Yeah, I was in yeah. like first year uni and I was like, Okay. I'm New done. persona. Yeah. <laughs> Here I come world. Yeah. It's, it's like Josie. hello world, this is me. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. So how are you? Yeah, good. Mm. The group's going great guns. Oh, the group we've got Canadian fans. Yep. American, Texan fans. Yep. Um, I want more countries. I want people from England. Yeah, or like Brazil. And yeah, like that would be cool. I Germany. feel like Brazilians are really big fans of people. Like what? Lady Gaga has oh. heaps of fans in Brazil. <laughs> like One Direction. Like they really, really get like, onto fan bandwagon. Like, they get into it. I yeah. think we need some Brazilian fans. Yeah. How do we reach Brazil? I don't know. Maybe we would have to start maybe doing Brazilian podcasts. Do we need to speak Portuguese? Probably not. I feel okay. like it's the kind of country that's got a pretty good grasp yeah, on okay. English as a second language. Good, because I don't think I can break Definitely into not that learning now. any. Yeah. I'm never learning a language now. It's just done. Yeah. I've given it's up. It's too hard. I used to be quite good at Japanese. Can you believe it? Really? Yeah. <laughs> it was really, like, I was really nailing it in year 10 and then I just gave up. And I oh, shouldn't have given up. No, you should have kept with it and gone on exchange. I know. And then you would have been fluent, which is super cool. As how, like... What a little zesty, like, human trick to just have another language have in your disposal. Language. It's so, like, it feels so bougie, though, like, to know other languages. Bi- unless you're bisexual, then. <laughs> Bilingual. <laughs> unless you obviously, like, grow up somewhere where you kind of, yeah. like, I feel like anybody where they've learnt another language as their first language feels this pressure to have to learn English as a second language yeah. just for the sheer way And that... we don't do it. No, because we're assholes. <laughs> we're such selfish pricks. We're selfish, like everybody else privileged English, asshole please. pricks. Yeah. We um, suck. My boyfriend well. can speak French. Oh, that's kind of sexy. Yeah. Sometimes I make him do it just for Yeah, I was going to say, do you just make him speak French? But he, like, gets performing performance anxiety because <laughs> he doesn't know what to say. So sometimes I'll give him a sentence <laughs> to say in French. It's funny. He's got like an Australian accent on his French. Oh, God. Which sounds weird. I have a video of it. I'll play it to you later. Please I'm do. Not Share it in that. the group. I'm not putting that in the group. <laughs> it will kill me. The group's just going to become like our diary, like <laughs> just life problems yeah. of Josie and Mel's. Oh, my God. It's like real blog style. Like, today I did this and mm, today guys, I felt this. I've got a problem. Live journal. What do you guys think of these three dresses that look exactly the same? <laughs> Which one should I buy? <laughs> We no. promise you we won't do that. We're never going to make the group anything but mysteries and true crime yep. with the occasional spattering of demons. Mm, and supernatural. And supernatural elements. 
Yeah. Because they're the mysteries weird, too. The weird, the paranormal. The weird and We're paranormal. into that. Yeah. Should we explain what the group is? I feel like we just Oh, yes, you group, explain it. Please explain. Yeah. I've noticed in the past few episodes it's me that takes on this you explainer do. role. <laughs> You're the mum. <laughs> the mum here. So if you head to pedestrian.tv's Facebook page, mm-hmm. you will find the group, the All Ollie Mystery Hour podcast group. Please, uh, what's the word? Join. Request. Oh, request. Yeah, because we have all these crazy privacies on it because we're still terrified of murderers listening to our podcast. Mm. Yeah. Also of mean people. Mean people coming Mm. just to like talk shit. Yeah. For fun. So, but we pretty much let anyone in. Yeah, within seconds. Well, actually, we do let anyone in (laughs) within seconds. Yeah. And then if you want to post, it has to get approved. And that's when we're like, but we've not had one troll yet, Tracy. We've had nice people. But for a bit of background, the reason why we're like, abused puppies and we're like (laughs) cowering is because when we launched the podcast we had some negative reviews on itunes Mm. where people clearly didn't get the chatty casual true crime thing of which there's many podcasts i know we're not the first to do this we're certainly not groundbreaking here but i think they were coming for like your serial your case file your teacher's pet and we're sitting here going oh my god that's (laughs) Fuck. What even is this? <laughs> and so there were some people going, this is t- – if you go on, you could see these reviews, which I find funny now because yeah. I'm like, ha, ha, ha. But then I was really upset. Yeah. Like, it really got that to was me. That was before like, you guys were being nice This is This is unprofessional. Yeah. So that's why we're, we were a little scared that people joining our group would be mean people. But they're not. <laughs> they're not. Everyone's lovely and angelic and we love you all. Yeah. And you're like a little family of weird creeps. Yes, please keep posting things and listening and rating us highly on iTunes because yeah. it helps us. It does, and it helps you help us to help you mm. with more yeah. bullshit yeah. podcast chats. Because we get to walk away from our desks, come into the podcast studio. It's delightful time. And talk shit about crime. Yeah. For you guys. For you guys. But also us. But mainly for us. <laughs> we get it really very self indulgent. <laughs> But yeah, so yes. What are you talking us through today? One I've wanted to do since the beginning, mm. and I don't know how it's taken me this long to get to it. I think because you started with the Beaumont kids, and I was sort of like, might give a breather on like kids that have gotten murdered at the beach for a while. Yes, yeah. But um, kind of heavy. Kind, it's, yeah, it's not. They're never fun. Like, look, what murder is fun? None. But None. like, they're just not. They're really grim. Kids mm. getting murdered is the grimmest of the grim. So Yeah, it's yeah. awful. But this is a really fascinating one. It's the Wanda Beach murders. Mm, we've had some requests for this yeah. too. It's quite famous. It's very famous. Mm. Um, it was actually the first case file podcast I'd ever listened ah. to. I was driving from Sydney to Broken Hill on my own. Like, great time to start oh listening to Aussie crime. No, I can only do it on a crowded bus. Honestly, Josie, it's my favourite thing to do. And it's like I, I am sadistic and psycho. How do you even I get out couldn't. Of the car? I was literally listening. I binged Case Files. And so, for anyone who hasn't listened to Case Files, it's a very good podcast. And you guys should have a listen because it's. Mm. It's nothing like what we're doing. It's literally very, very researched. It's one guy. He's got the most ochre Aussie accent. I love him. And he's a, he's he's anonymous. Like you can't oh. – his identity has never been released, which is equally great for yeah, a crime Yeah, that's a podcast. mystery in itself. I know. We should do that. Yeah. <laughs> Who is the guy Who is the case, case file guy? <laughs> um, and basically he, you know, he works with a team of producers and they just take the case and they literally just – Stuff it with facts mm. and information, mm. and um, and it. But he tells it like a not like a yarn. Like he doesn't 
spin a yarn like in a fun way, but it's like he really tells the story yeah. well. Um, and so I got I smashed through so many of them. Yeah, which meant that when I was stopping at road road stops, like side of the road stops, <laughs> yeah. there was no one around. It's the outback. Oh my lord! There was like a couple of times there was like one like camper van oh. and me, and I was like. The camper van is 100% just yeah, like some Euro Malat. couple oh. going to like drive around. But then in my head, I was like, it's Ivan Malat. Even though he's in jail, yes. it's still Ivan Malat. It's Ivan Malat. It's Ivan Malat 2. Yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, so it was the first one I listened to. Um, mm. And it fascinated it, – I knew very little about it before I listened. Mm. And then even listening, I'm still fascinated. There's so much that is still unsolved about it. But I'll deep dive into it. It's a long one. Okay. We may make oh, an hour. Will we get to an, an hour tonight? Be tonight. <laughs> Next minute. <laughs> tonight. Today. What time is it? This evening even. I have no concept of time because it's so dark. I know. It's like it's like a casino in here. Like it's just eternally like nighttime. Yeah. It's eternally <laughs> like 1.45 a.m. Yeah. So uh, the two victims were Marianne Schmidt and Christine Sharrock. So mm-hmm. they were both 15 they were next door neighbors and best friends, which is super cute. Mm. Makes it sadder, I feel. Yes. Um, they lived in West Ride in Sydney, mm-hmm. which is sort of, well, where would that be? Sort of like west, northwest? <laughs> I think it's like northwest Sydney. Yes, northwest yeah. Sydney. Yeah. Verging on northwest Sydney. My dad works out there. Oh, yeah. There's, there's a, a lot there's of. There's a like, fun fact for yeah, you. Yeah, there's a lot of like industrial, not industrial, but like. Office buildings yeah. and industrial parks. Yeah, and it's like suburbia, but it's also got a bit of an office yeah. area as well. Yeah. Um, so Marianne's family had moved to Australia from West Germany in 1958, and she lived with her mother and six siblings. Her wow. dad sadly died of Hodgkin's disease in 1964, so the year before, which is really sad. Mm. Um, so, yeah, she had a really big family. Christine lived with her grandparents, Jim and Jeanette Taig. Best names, Jim and <laughs> Jim Jeanette. And Jeanette. Jeanette is such a, like, nan name, you know? It is, yeah. Um, Her father passed away in 1953 and her mother had remarried and was living in Seven Hills and Christine had decided to live with her grandparents and no one knows specifically why. But that was basically their living sitchos. And so they actually had gone down to the beaches at Cronulla several times in the first week of January 1965 because it was a favourite spot of the Schmidt family for picnics. So they went there a lot. Yep. And by the way, because this kind of confused me, because I grew up in the eastern suburbs of Sydney, mm. which is like Bondi Beach and Coogee Beach and that sort of thing, and they're all yep. their own beaches, mm. and they're like completely separate from other beaches, whereas Cronulla has this one long curved line of sand. And, and it's split several into, beaches. Yeah, that's yeah. like Newcastle's bit yes. like that. Yeah, so basically you've got like North Cronulla Beach, but Wanda Beach is, is just further down. Yes. So it's like... So it's yeah. part of that same strip yeah, of exactly. coastline. Exactly. And that's all like southern Sydney. They're the southern beaches. Yes, they're the southern beaches, yeah. Um, so it's quite far from West Ride, yeah. but it's not it's uncommon. Yeah, like that's pretty standard even these days, like you find on a hot summer's day. Yeah. Bondi, Coogee, all the beaches just get packed because everyone from Sydney that isn't near the beach comes yeah. in on the trains yeah. and the trains run quite well for beaches and that sort of thing. So yeah. pretty standard. So on Monday, 11th of January, the girls, so Marianne and Christine, went down to Cronulla, accompanied by Marianne's four youngest siblings. They went by train. They transferred at Redfern Station for Cronulla Railway Station. Wow, that's quite the – like they went on a mission. Oh, yeah. 
proper beach mission, yeah. yeah. Um, they arrived around 11 a.m., but it was really windy and the beach was closed. Oh, no. Yeah. After all that travelling. I know. They would have been really annoyed. So, mm. obviously, given that they're kids, they walked to the southern end of the beach to shelter among rocks. So they didn't give up. They were just like, well, fuck it. We're just going to stay here. Yeah. Um, Wolfgang, which was one of Marianne's eight, it was her, one of her younger siblings. He was eight. He wanted to go for a swim. So Marianne went with him to a shallow area away from the rocks. When they returned, everyone had a picnic. And at some point during this time of the picnic and, like, Marianne going for a swim and so on, mm-hmm. Christine, which is her friend, lived next door, yeah. left the group. No one actually knows where she went. There's no evidence to tell us where she went. Okay. But after her death, it was discovered that she had consumed food and alcohol that was different to the rest of the group. So they right. assume, they, sus- they suspect that in that time that she mm. was away, she'd gone eaten and and had some alcohol somewhere mm-hmm. else and come okay. back. How long was she gone? Uh, doesn't, they don't know. Like, there's no report of how long it was like because everything about it is like coming from the perspective of the younger kids, and they were obviously quite young. Yeah, they don't have concept yeah. of time, so it's very like we don't know. Like, that's going to come up again later about okay. that kind of like, and it's also that thing of how we've we've talked about this many many times of in hindsight looking at things, you have terrible ideas about timing. Oh yeah, and, you know, like you're not on your guard to be like later I'm going to be asked about this. Yes, because exactly. You don't know. A cr- terrible crime is going to be committed and this and is why we would be bad it. at ASIO oh terrible <laughs> because we're not observant <laughs> we're not observant at all also we can't keep secrets like I just know nothing about <laughs> anything that's happened I was just thinking then I was like what have I like I came back from a work event this morning I came in it's like I don't even know who's in the office mm. I don't know who's even in <laughs> sitting next to me right now like is Matt my one of my desk buddies even here I don't know I don't know unsure know. what's unsure he wearing don't know um so then I did some deep diving on this one, Josie. I, I looked up some really old Canberra Times articles. Obviously, it happened in Sydney, mm. but um, there was a really good online resource of um, Canberra Times newspaper articles from the 60s. So, yeah. you know, everyone was reporting on this. This was huge, huge, yeah. huge, huge, huge. Yeah. Beaumont kids, huge. So this is from 22nd of April, 1966. It says, earlier, another brother, Helmut Schmidt who was 17, said that he and the two girls had visited Cronulla a week before. So not this time, but the week earlier, he had gone with them. And Marianne had disappeared, which is his sister, because I I get them confused a couple of times, so I'll keep reminding you, so it helps, had disappeared for more than an hour. When she returned, she told him she had been to North Wanda but could not give a reason. So basically there's some sketch stuff going on with the girls heading off and not communicating with their siblings what's yeah. going on. Well, with Marianne's siblings. Also during this time, so during this picnic, hanging out at the rocks, Christine goes off time, Wolfgang spotted a teen boy hunting crabs. He claimed later to have seen the boy two more times, once in the company of Marianne and Christine, and sometime much later walking alone. His description of the boy has varied heaps, so there's like kind of a doubt over its validity. Like, this is what I'm saying, like, because he was eight. Yeah. It's like he said in different, like, I think it's like in different um, court chats. What are those things called? <laughs> court Proceeding. interviews? Interviews, yeah. Uh, yep. I think. Whatever. Yeah. In court when you sit on the little thing next to the judge and the Statement? thing. Statement? State, whatever. I don't know. The point is he said Testify. different times. Testimony. <laughs> Testimony. <laughs> 
Several wow. different testimonies have said different things. Like he said he was carrying a homemade spear gun, then it was a fishing knife, then mm. it was both. So it's kind of like he's not super strong on the facts he's not about a reliable this witness. guy. Um, another in the same Canberra Times article from the 22nd of April in 1966, it says he's he said he saw the long the blonde haired boy. Aged about 15 or 16, with cream on his nose and a blue towel over his shoulder on the rocks at Cronulla Beach, walking with Marianne and later walking along the beach by himself. So this boy is like a surfy Cronulla-looking boy, like blonde hair, zinc on the nose, you know. The whole Aussie, yeah, like, what's the word? Stereotype. Absolutely. Wow, I need to eat because I I can't get any words today. I can't get any words today. (laughs) Um, but so again, why would you be sus about that? Like, I mean, you'd probably be like, "Oh, Marianne's got a boyfriend." Yeah, like, but it's cute. Yeah, fifteen-year-old. Like, he looks like he's going to kill her. Exactly. Um, an, uh, another article, another sorry, newspaper article from twenty-third of April, nineteen sixty-six, from the Canberra Times, said that um, Wolfgang had described him as a big boy carrying a knife in his belt pouch. So. That's kind of all we've got to go on on this mystery teenage boy. Okay. Anyway, so coming back to this picnic. So Christine comes back, then everyone decides to walk into the sand hills behind Wanda Beach. So I looked this up Mm because I was like, this is about the time where I was like, where the fuck is Wanda Beach? (laughs) So the sand dunes are really extensive. So I've been down to... um, Cornell Sand Dunes, which Mm. is in the region of Cronulla, South South area. Yeah. And they're really... Like, it's... It's big. They're proper dunes. Like, mm. they're, they're big, sort of rolling. There's lots of areas where, like, you know, you could literally go out of sight from other people yeah. and that sort of thing. And it's quite, it gets quite quiet. Mm. It's um, kind of eerie. Sand it dunes. is eerie, yeah. It's but it's definitely somewhere kids like, would go. It's part of the city, but it feels suddenly so, like, desolate and totally. like, isolated. It's yeah. a weird feeling. There's some near Newcastle, where I'm from, in Stockton. And it's, I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like the I dunes. I don't like it. I don't like I'm it. I'm not it's, here for them. Yeah, you just like walk over a dune and suddenly you're alone. Yes. And that's what these are like too. And they go back about, like, I was looking at the map, you know, on Google Maps and they've got like the little like ratio thing and it's oh, like yeah. a centimetre equals whatever. Yeah. So I measured it out with my fingers because <laughs> I'm like, that's sort of a sad case. It goes back about 400 metres from the beach, give or take. Okay. And they run for kind of kilometres. Wow. So it's quite a, a yes. big area. Yeah. Um, Hans Schmidt, who's another one of the brothers, spoke to City Morning Herald in 2014. And he said, I went to the scene with mum and the police. I wanted to. The place where the girls were killed was very isolated, even though it was only two, two dunes back from the beach. It was so quiet, I couldn't even hear the waves crashing. You could scream your head off and no one would hear a thing. No one would have heard them screaming for help. Oh, my God. So it's really isolated and soundproof in a way because of the sand. So just to give you guys a visual Mm. of where we're at. Around 1pm, the group had reached around 400 metres beyond the Wanda Surf Club. So beyond as in going in the direction of, like not going back from the Surf Club, going across the dunes. Okay. So along the kilometres of dunes. Okay. Um, They'd stopped to take shelter behind a sand hill because the younger kids were complaining about the wind, which, yeah. like, fair fucking enough. Yeah, that would Why are awful. we traipsing through the sand dunes <laughs> with sand whipping in your face? It hurts. It hurts. It actively hurts. It is honestly, like, the most pa- <laughs> one of the most painful things I've yeah. experienced. I went to Exmouth 
um, in WA over New Year's with my friend and we were trying to wait for these little baby turtles to, like, hatch and it did not happen. It's, like, now I hate the baby turtles. (laughs) And so... (laughs) <laughs> You're like, oh, and I'm like, I fucking hate, I hate those little all shits. turtles now. I hate all turtles because of this experience because it was so windy and horrible. Mm. But we were like, no, we've got to stay. We've got to stay for dusk, like see the turtles, yeah. see the turtles. It's like really like razor, razor burn yeah. kind of feeling. It's like hurts a lot. It does so hurt. It's not really the place you want no, to be. It's no not wonder the kids are whinging. Yeah. Um, so Marianne then said to her younger siblings that her and Christine would go back to the south end of the beach where they'd hidden the bags, so back to the rocks where they had okay. been before. Oh, uh, yeah. And then they would come back and get the kids to head home. Mm-hmm. But they continued into the sand hills. And Peter, one of their younger siblings. Oh, there's one a of, lot of bloody kids. I know. Well, <laughs> basically, yeah, there's like a lot of these like little boys. Well, she had six siblings, yeah. so it was like four, four of her little siblings yeah. were there. So Peter then said that they were going the wrong way and they laughed apparently and walked away. So they were going somewhere else. They were not going to get the bag. That's kind of the famous, like, image Mm -hmm. is, like, them laughing and being, like, clearly they're up to something. Yes, yes. And something is she going on. Yeah. This is where it gets really sad. Mm -hmm. So the Schmidt children, the other kids, the little ones, they stayed waiting behind the sand hill until 5 p.m. So what – sorry, how long – well, it was 1 p.m. Right. when they had gotten to the area and then they said they were going to go. So four hours, oh. babies. And it would have been getting, like, maybe dark. Yeah, and they were doing what they were told. And they were doing what they were told. It makes me really yeah. sad because, I don't know, it just Just does. that image of the them, image. like, cowering there. Mm-hmm. And they weren't having a good time. No. So they, were just, they would have been really scared. Yeah. Um, so they ended up going and re- collecting the bags and went home on the last train. Like, you got to remember that they're, like, eight and stuff. Yeah. Like, they're babies. Like, <sighs> they don't know what to do. They're Actually, not going to be, like... I'm pretty amazed that that's what they did. I'm too. I am too. It's... Like, to have enough foresight to kind of be like, oh, well, we've got to go. Like, we can't just hang here. Yeah. Like, oh, uh, daylight... when was it? Daylight Savings? Uh, yeah, January, so daylight savings. January. But still. January 1966. No, 1965. <sighs> yeah, no. <laughs> I was like, I know. Beaumont kids. Um, well, they come into it oh, later. But, um, yeah, so 1965. And, um, yeah, so it would have been daylight savings. But still, like. Yeah, it would have been. The sun would have been. They would have been. There would have the probably sky. been a combo about, like, it's yep. going to get dark soon. We should go. Yeah. Um, so they ended up getting home on the last train. And they got home at about 8 p.m. Mm. And then the girls were reported missing at 8.30 by Christine's grandmother. So obviously the parents were like, something's wrong. Yeah. Because the kids might not even realised how bad that was. They might yeah. have just been like, oh, they'll go home themselves. Yeah. You know? They so, were probably more like annoyed like that they left them rather yes. than worried that something had happened. Yeah, because you just don't think like that. So the next morning on the 12th of January, Peter Smith, just a guy, was walking his two young nephews was taking, sorry, his two young nephews for a walk through the sand dunes. Um, And north of the surf club, he discovered what he thought was a store mannequin buried in the sand. Mm, But when he brushed sand away from the head, he realised it was a body. So police were called from the surf club immediately. Um, And at the time, he thought he'd only found one woman. Mm. But the two bodies were uncovered. And basically, Marianne was found lying on her right side and her left leg was bent. And Christine was face down and her head was against Marianne's left foot. Mm. So they were together. Yeah. Um, 
there was a 34-metre-long drag mark that led to the scene. So police determined that Christine had actually fled the scene, maybe while Marianne was dying, Mm. only to have been caught incapacitated. So, like, Mm. stopped, like hit over the head or something, and then dragged back to the body. Um, That's so sad. Yeah. I mean, it's only going to get sadder from here. And then did they think they kind of were buried under there, like... Yeah, it was. I think it was like a sort of half-ass burying job. Um, Christine's skull had been fractured by a blow to the back of the head, so that's probably how she got incapacitated. She'd also been stabbed multiple times. Mm. Marianne's throat had been slashed, and she too had been stabbed several times. And I read a report from one of the brothers, one of Marianne's younger brothers, that said that for her funeral, they literally had to have her in like a high neck dress because she'd been slashed from like ear to ear. So it was like really brutal murder. It wasn't like... You know, just get her killed and that's that. Yeah. Um, Their clothes had been cut and attempts had been made to rape both girls. Uh, An intensive search was undertaken to find the murder weapons and um, they determined those to be a long knife and some kind of blunt instrument used to hit her in the back of the head. Mm. They were never found. Um, Tons and tons of sand was sifted from the murder scene and they found a bunch of stuff but nothing to tie to the case. There was a bloodstained knife blade, but police weren't even able to link that to the murders. And there was, like, also, a ch- like, a chink of a knife, like a broken bit of oh. knife blade as well, and police couldn't. So yeah. nothing has come up that no, has been, like, yes, probably that's like the weapon. probably, like, old, like, fishing knives Exactly, because we're also – and that's the thing. We're at the beach. Yeah. Like, Think not about uncommon. how much sand is there and how much shit is in there exactly. that gets covered over naturally or yep. buried by people. And fishing. Like, yeah. You know, you're already kind of on the back foot there. So um, Christine had a blood alcohol level of 0.015. So remember we said that she had Uh, some alcohol. I read in – it was a very old article, like it was a 1966 article, so this may have changed, that Mm. it was like the equivalent of like a midi of beer or a nip of spirits. So not a lot. Right. Okay. Marianne had none. Semen was found on both the girls, but their hymens were intact. So if they had been assaulted, they hadn't been completely penetrated, which is, you know, I mean, is that even good? I don't even think that's still, it's all shit, you know? It's all, yeah. Um, Mm. um, Hans, so one of the the son, the the 17, son, whoa, Hans, the 17-year-old brother. Right, yeah. Saw photos of the bodies after, like, they'd been murdered, like, probably to identify and so on. Mm. And he said to the Sydney Morning Herald, she'd been stabbed 25 to 30 times, his sister. Oh, my God. She'd almost been decapitated because her throat had been cut so viciously. So it was, like, really fucking brutal. overkill, almost. Yeah, and I think that's why this was one of the most widely... Because there was actually, like, as we get into it, you'll see, Mm. but there were quite a lot of, you know, kids murdered on beaches or, you know, people murdered in around wherever yeah. but this one yeah yeah i think stood out because of the violence mm. and the age of the girls you know mm. um so the last official sighting of the girls was by a local fireman dennis dostine he was walking in the area with his son and he saw them walking about 730 meters north of the surf surf club mm-hmm. he told police they seemed to be hurrying and one of the girls often looked behind her as if she'd been followed he didn't see anyone else right so was that when they were walking what time was well, that? Well, that may have been, I didn't say, but it may have been, they were alone. So I'm assuming that's after they'd left the yeah. kids in the dunes. Yeah. Um, there were several identikits made because 
and they'd interviewed 7,000 people oh my God. by April 1966. It was actually the largest investigation in Australian history at the time. Um, and so they made all these identikits because they were reports of like flashes and sus characters. Like uh, there was one that was like a guy that was always lying naked, but oh, he wouldn't like approach women, but he would sort of position himself mm. in places where women were going to be. So there's like a lot of sus stuff. Some, like Some real charmers down yeah, at the beach. Yeah. And those, the Wanda sand dunes were known to be a bit sus at the time anyway. There was a lot of like reports on like teenagers doing loitering and... Oh, yeah. So... In the same article, so the same Canberra Times article, there was this report from Detective Sergeant Reginald Douglas. He was the leader of the CIB squad investigating the murders. They produced six identikit photographs of four men seen in the beach area who were being sought by police for questioning. And he said, men who frequented the area before the murders and behaved offensively to women have not been seen since the murders were committed, the detective said. He said the identikit photographs had been given wide publicity in newspapers and by television in all states. So basically, like, they threw these identikit pics Mm. out into the nation to be like, if anyone's seen anyone that looks like these people, come forward. Yeah. Whew. (laughs) That's a lot. That's a lot. Um. There were also a lot of people in the area that didn't get identified, and it was this weird thing. Sydney was apparently really conservative in 1965, and because Wanda Beach attracted, like, a whole range of people and there was some sus stuff going on, Mm. there's a whole bunch of people that didn't want to identify themselves, which is weird to me because I would think you would have to identify yourself. But I guess what are you going to do if you can't, if you're like, this man was seen walking on the beach, if you are this man... Like a you know the the teenage boy for example mm. just say he didn't do it mm. is not wouldn't you want to exclude yourself from that yeah so it's weird that people were just up to sus stuff at the beach that day and didn't want to well that's because I think that that was the whole thing with Wanda Beach like I could be wrong but a lot of the reports I read were these sort of vague mentions of the beach being a little bit like those dunes especially being a bit sus and also it was a day that it wasn't a popular day it was yeah, windy it was closed. closed so if you're down there yeah on a fine day there'd be thousands of people and it would be impossible yeah but it really narrows it down because yeah it sounded like it was a lot more deserted than it usually is yeah exactly but also it means that if you're there mm, why are why there? are you there and it could just be simple shit like someone's having an affair or like yeah someone's throwing weird contaminated something into the water, you know? Like, it's like, it doesn't have to be that everyone was there trying to murder Murder people. It's just, like, Mm. things that you don't want to come out, essentially. And sometimes, I don't know if back then, but I know now there's, like, restrictions on fishing and spear fishing and Mm -hmm. you can't do it in all places, but people do it illegally. Yeah, could could be that as well. And, like, collecting oysters. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know if they exist there but like there's all kind of restrictions around that and like diving for things so maybe they were up to that kind of business on a secluded deserted day yeah and even i think the conservatism could be just not wanting your name connected to a murder or i don't know yeah maybe it was like a gay beat i don't i never read anything about that so because there's a lot of like (laughs) pure speculation there's a lot of that kind of stuff in the 60s there like was that had to be very secret because there it was. wasn't legal to be gay exactly i mean and the, i would almost put money on that being an area maybe where that stuff did mm. happen like you know secretly yeah hooking up with other guys um because of the way that the dunes were yeah but whether it was happening that day i don't know 
um, there's a reward for $20,000 that stood unchanged since 1966. So back then it was quite a lot of mm. money. Now it's not so much, but it's just, you know, no one's ever come forward to claim it. Um, the case was actually reopened in 2007. And then in 2012, blood from a possible knife wipe mark found on the clothing of one of the girls was identified as that of a male, but the DNA Mm. testing could learn nothing more. But police are pretty optimistic that future developments in DNA technology will eventually identify the killer. So they've got Mm. some stuff with some DNA that they could eventually, hopefully, identify someone with. Mm. Um, And then... But doesn't he have to do something else so they can match it? Um, well, potentially, yeah. I think what they're saying is like if DNA, like because they've well, when you you'll see soon, there's some suspects that have done some other shady shit. So I think they're just right, hoping so that like can... something will happen that we'll be able to. I don't know. I don't really understand. Who knows about DNA? Not me. <laughs> um, and in July 2014, they had found. Oh, there was a semen sample that had been taken from Schnitt's body, but it had been lost and couldn't been located. But despite extensive search, which is just like, how does that happen? Mm. How do they lose samples from giant high profile cases? Yeah, how? That's so sus to me. That stinks of a cover up. Yeah. I don't know. I have no evidence. I know. To I love that. that. Just like throwing that accusation. Did it happen with the Somerton man? Yes. Although that was way more sus I mean, with like codes and fucking. Weird yeah. shit. Yeah, so man was very strange. I don't know. How can you lose? You shouldn't be losing any evidence of any case, whether it's high profile or not. But I, something I like guess. this should be under lock and key. I know, and like only one person gets to deal with it or something. Yeah. It's like, to me, I'm like, if you're like, you know, like I get that police stations would probably like, there'd be lots of movement and if you're moving, mm. you know, yeah. stuff around, yep. fine. But like, just let one person mind it. Fuck. Yeah. Don't just chuck all the evidence in some box and then yeah. lose it. Dumb Harold's going to lose it. Or it's like not good. Bob. Bob, you know, Bob from accounts. Bob from accounts. <laughs> he's, just, he's just like, oh, shit. I thought that was rubbish. And it's like, oh, you fucking... Anyway. So there's three suspects that um, are all pretty sus in and of themselves. Okay. The first one is Alan Bassett. So basically in 1975, a former detective... Cease Johnson. This has just bothered me. Cease. C-E-C. Cecil. Cess. Cess Johnson. Cecil's one of my favourite old-timey names. Okay. Cess. Cess Johnson. Yeah. That sounds better to me. Yeah. Cess. 100%. God, I've been saying cease all day while researching. (laughs) Okay. Cess Johnson. I'm probably going to fuck this up because I've been saying cease all day. (laughs) Um, I'm going to call him Cease. Can I call him Cease? Like Cecil. Because it's Cecil or it's Cecil. Is it Cecil? I thought it was Cecil. I thought it was Cecil. Because the female version oh Cecily. God. Cecil, Cecil. Okay, well, he ceased <laughs> to me because I'm doing the story and I get to decide okay. if his name is Cecil. You Cess. can change everyone's if names you know if you want. Cease Cess Johnson, the former detective. Please tell us. <laughs> please he's, he's passed away, but maybe he's the your granddad. <laughs> tell us about Cecil Cess. Anyway, whatever. Cease, Cease Johnson. <laughs> I know. We're never going to get through this. Okay. Cease Johnson, he'd investigated the murders. Mm -hmm. He was given a painting by Alan Bassett. Alan Bassett was a criminal. He'd been jailed for murdering a 19-year-old woman in 1966, which is a year after the Wanda Beach. Um, He'd been sent to prison for life. He served 29 years, and he got out in 1995. I have this, like, big problem with people that 100% murdered people, like... Yes, being let out. Yes. Yeah. Like, how? 
you killed a person. Mm. And you some know? of them have a compulsion to do it again. Yeah. Uh, uh. Sometimes anyway. it's a one-off, you know, a crime of passion. But other times yeah, but they're like just you like... someone. I know. Like, I think what, we should kill everyone. I'm a death penalty <laughs> oh person. God. Everyone die. <laughs> if you kill someone, you die. <laughs> so that's my take. That is wild. But then you. what about people that, like, get wrongly convicted? Yeah. Well, yeah. That's not good. See. It's not as easy as just kill it's everyone, not, is it? No. Anyway, moving along from Jason's really terrifying sort of dystopian future where everybody that gets accused of murder dies. You die. Um, so, yeah, so the painting showed an abstract landscape and mm. Cease was convinced that it showed a scene from the murders that only the killer could possibly know. So he kind of felt like oh. Alan was giving him, like, a creepy gift yeah. in a way. Why was a criminal giving a detective a painting? I assume that he would have had, like, a lot of interaction with him. It's kind of like I watched Silence of the Lambs oh, not yeah, that long ago. Oh, yeah, right, okay. You know how they have, like, a lot of, like, yeah. interaction with them? Mm-hmm. Like, mm. it's almost like they have to form some sort of sick friendship. Yep. You know? And so, um, I don't, I can't remember much about Mindhunter, but Mindhunter was kind of the same, you know? They go in and chat to them oh, a lot. Oh, yeah. And that's got weird. a bit weird. Mm. So... Is there anything else known about the painting? Yes. Like what it showed? So it, he believed, so it's obviously an abstract painting. So it's mm. like, it's not like this is blood. Like a, you know? Yeah, like a photorealistic yeah. painting. So he believed the painting, so Cease believed the painting showed blood trails, a broken knife blade, and the body of a victim. It convinced him that Alan was the killer. Right. He actually even wrote a book on it, but before it could get published, he died in an accident. Which an is accident, just, in inverted commas. Well, yeah, I mean, I think it was actually an accident. Right, okay. I don't know why anyone would want to, like, silence him on the book. It's not a – I don't feel like there's a conspiracy I'm here. I'm highly but subtle. also, that this. seems like a line out of that ironic song by Alanis Morissette. Like, oh, yeah, he died the next day. You wrote day. a book mm. about a killer, but you died the next yeah. day. Yeah. That's sad. I know. I know. But it's okay. I mean, it's not okay, but um, a crime reporter for the Daily Mirror, Bill Jenkins – believed Cease, mm-hmm. and he ghostwrote Cease's memoirs and kind of covered the painting and the suspicion and stuff oh, okay. in a way. So the voice yeah, is he's, still out there. Yeah. Um, but then Alan Bassett started defamation proceedings, oh, as you probably would if someone yeah. was accusing you of murdering girls. Um, they actually never went ahead. It was, like, weird and complicated and to do with, like, the publisher of the book being like, ah, he's a fucking murderer. Yeah. So... How can he accuse us of defamation? It was all wishy-washy weirdness, but basically it didn't go ahead. Um, But Alan has actually voluntarily given DNA samples to the police to to clear his name. Yeah. And it's not been publicised yet as to whether he's been eliminated as a suspect. So Mm. I assume he hasn't been because I feel like they would be like, Alan Bassett is not a suspect, you know? I don't really know what's going on there. But if it matched, they would be like, you killed the girls, bye. So that's weird. Well, that's what I mean. Like, he hasn't been convicted, so I'm assuming it wasn't a match, but there's other stuff. But then why wouldn't they just say it wasn't a match? Because maybe there's other shit to do with, I don't know. You know how there's all this secret shit that's always going on and yeah. they're not telling? The fucking cops Just tell, tell us everything, everything, cops. They don't. We're better than you. We know more. I reckon there's so much <laughs> summer to man shit they're not telling us. That's why I'm sus on all this. I know. The evidence going missing. I'm Please. just kidding about us being better than cops. We're definitely not, We're not better, better than cops. We respect police We're people. terrible. But I would be a shitty, shitty cop. I can tell you The public doesn't know everything about everything. Oh, God, no. At all. I, absolutely not. And I think, like, obviously I kind of get it in a way, but then I think that there's, co- like, there's concealing stuff for the mm. 
protection of victims and yeah. families and so on. And then there's like, guys, like, tell us, show us some of the weird evidence that you have, you know? Yeah. Anyway, um, second suspect is Christopher Wilder. Oh, yeah. So two years before Wanda, Christopher Wilder was convicted of a gang rape on a Sydney beach. Mm-hmm. He then emigrated to the US in 1969, and then he became a serial killer. Yeah, I know him. Yes. I mean, I don't know him. <laughs> He's I know my him. old friend. <laughs> my mate. No, he um, was quite famously one of the suspects. Yeah, yeah, and he, yeah, because he, like, he went on this killing spree mm. and in the first half of 1984, and he killed over eight people. And then he actually accidentally killed himself in a police struggle in April that year. And the only real reason he's a suspect is because of his similarity to a suspect sketch. Mm. So, I mean, like, but obviously his behaviour. Gang raping on the beach. Yeah, he's pretty... He does bad things on beaches. Yeah, but I feel like he's a weaker suspect. Can I ask a question, mm. which you probably don't know the answer to, but do you know what his MO was when he killed people in America? Did he slit throats and stab people? I don't. Because that would also be pretty... Well, convincingly yeah. I want to say... Point the finger. And were they young girls? The MO men? of the next guy... Oh, is more similar. Is more similar from memory. No, wait. Sorry, I've asked a question. No, 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 because, no, because I, I'm just, like, jumping all over the place. But, yeah, no, I don't know about Christopher Wilder's MO. Um, but I also feel like... Oh, it's just such a... I don't know. It's hard to connect him, to be honest. Yeah. Like... It's just a bit too convenient. It's a bit random, you know? Like, considering yeah. he then went and did an actual killing spree. Yeah. It's like... Anyway. Um, the next guy, Derek Percy. Mm-hmm. So he was in prison in 1969 for the murder of a child on a Victorian beach, a 12-year-old. Mm. Um, he was considered too dangerous to be released, and he is the prime suspect for a number of other child murders in Melbourne and Sydney. And he can be linked to the location on the date of the murders because he was visiting friends' grandparents in Ride at the time and the house is really near the home of the victims. Oh, my God. I know. So would he follow them all the way to the beach? Well, yes, but no other links have been found. Right. So the only link really is that he was ne- he was staying in the area that they right. were Right, and he was 100% keen on murdering people on beaches, Love kids on beaches. on beaches. Yeah. Uh, based on identikits, witnesses recalled seeing a young man resembling Percy talking with the girls on the train and at the beach. Mm. So he was considered a leading suspect. He admitted to being in um, in Glenelg Beach in Adelaide Get on out a family of my trip life. as well. Get out of my life. When the Beaumont kids were there. I know. Glenelg, the hellmouth. Everything the bad happens mouth. in Glenelg unless it's Wanda Beach. Which actually leads me to the next little tidbit. We're almost at the end of all the oh information that I have, Josie, and we can play around with theories. But yeah. So the Beaumont kids actually is quite linked to this case. There's a lot of, uh, there was a lot of speculation that they were connected mm-hmm. because the Beaumont kids was one almost an exact year later. So mm. 22nd of Jan, Australia Day versus 11th of Jan. 26th of yeah. Jan. Yeah, 26th of Jan, sorry, for mm. Beaumont Kids, 11th of Jan for Wanda Beach yep. the year before. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of connection mm. there in the sense That's of... That's so weird. That was pretty close to it, and like Derek is kind of the biggest link in yeah. that. There's also 29th of January, 1966, a 56-year-old cleaning lady, Wilhelmina Kruger, was killed in the Piccadilly Centre in Wollongong. Um, she'd been assaulted and brutally dragged down the stairs and escalators. Strangled, stabbed, and mutilated. So, oh. like, you know, stabbed and mutilated was very yeah. Wanda Beach. Very overkill. Yeah, and prior to that, she was nervous someone had been watching her. Um, police haven't actually said why 
they think it might have been the work of the Wanda Beach Killer, but I'm assuming it's to do with the stabbing and the, you know. And then in 1966, on the 16th of Feb, a 27-year-old shop assistant and sex worker from Bondi, Anna Totskoyoya Dolinkoya, that was a really hard name to pronounce. Wow. She went missing in King's Cross after leaving a nightclub and she was found 10 days later semi-naked, strangled, stabbed and mutilated. And police are definitely linking that to Kruger, so the woman in Wollongong. Yeah, which they're not geographically for our non-Australian listeners. Wollongong's quite south of Sydney. It's like the next major city. Yeah. Well, not major. Yeah. Yes. Major city down from Sydney, so there must be something linking it. Well, they're saying the MO is really similar. Just the style of, Yeah. yeah. And um, so, yeah. So essentially that's kind of all that was going on around this time Mm. in terms of murders, but you can see how murky it is. Yeah. Like there's just not a lot of hard evidence that they can tie to people. Mm. It's crazy (gasps) that there is semen at the scene. Yes. You know, I've been watching a lot of forensic files Mm -hmm. and science Mm. is the hero in that show. Yes. And... A bit of DNA is like precious because some murder scenes have none. There's no physical yeah. evidence of anyone, and that's oh, when totally. they go unsolved. It must be super frustrating that they have. Have they lost those? The semen samples? got lost, but the blood they've got. Yeah, I can't believe this thing is gone. I cannot believe it. That's it's ridiculous. Really annoying. Yeah. Um. But yeah, what is your thinking? No, I mean, Derek Percy such a sus character, mm. isn't he? Mm-hmm. Being in Glenelg. So he admitted that he was in Glenelg. Mm. Oh, yeah, he's but he's said those things. Like, he said he was in Glenelg at the time. Like, I guess, like, how can you lie about it if yeah, you've got... Yeah, and he's in jail. Life he in jail. Is... Or is he dead? I think he's in jail. I haven't written down. Oh, no, 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 no. They hoped for a deathbed confession from him oh. for um, the Wanda Beach. Mm. Didn't happen died in 2013 from cancer. Right. Like, how are these people not doing deathbed confessions? Oh, wouldn't you? I would confess That's when everything. Ted Bundy said everything, when he yes. finally was like, okay, we're going to put you in the chair. And it's weird to me because part of the thing with murderers that are murdering, like not a crime of passion or anything, yes. is that they... They, they they run mm, on the thrill mm. of being almost caught or like getting being known for and it. And bragging about, oh, like I got away with yeah. 10 other murders. Absolutely. This is the thing that just shocks me. So that maybe that means that he didn't do it. Yeah, I just don't see why. I mean, I'm not a murderer, so my brain doesn't work the same way. But I've never seen why you wouldn't just go, oh, okay, the jig is up. I'm about to die. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you. But they don't have feelings. So they wouldn't mm. go oh, you know, I'm about to die and, like, there's this family, two families that don't know what happened to their daughters. I killed them. Mm. I'll, I'll fess up. Because they wouldn't have that empathy. No, they wouldn't. So yeah. they'd probably be like, get off on the the mystery of it always being a mystery. True. Yeah, there's definitely that, I suppose. The reason I don't think Derek mm. is necessarily the, the murderer mm. is all of this stuff about the girls going off other, at other times, other times on the day, yeah. to me suggests they knew someone yeah, it was in a the local, same way local. as um, yeah. with the Beaumont kids. Yes. From memory, the eldest daughter had known somebody and was yeah. around Yeah, and the somebody. middle daughter said, Jane's got a boyfriend down yeah. at the beach. Um, it sounds very similar. And 
that way and they were clearly up to something like kept disappearing like you said the week before mm-hmm. for an hour yeah. disappearing and it could have been as innocuous as like oh I'm going to have a bit of beer and yeah. oh I'm feeling so naughty I'm 15 I'm drinking beer and yeah. maybe it was a cute local guy maybe it had nothing that had nothing to do with it like that could have just been then they're on their way back from their little visit to the local boy with the beer and then yeah exactly ran into trouble you don't know but it's like clearly something sus was going on yeah like whether or not it was the murderer or not like those girls were clearly up to something and the kids were too young to i feel like the older brother was very sus because he was 17 Mm. he was like what what were you doing like point blank after. Oh, yeah. I thought you meant sus as in he could have murdered them. And I was like... No, sorry. He was sus on them. (laughs) Yeah, yes, um, yeah. And asked them. You asked her where she'd been. Whereas the younger kids wouldn't have thought, you know, because you don't like... You probably do question your older siblings, but you don't question them. They don't have to answer you kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. And so they just didn't even realise what was going on. Yeah. I kind of wish the older brother had been there because he I might know. have like he would have I just feel like he would have been more observant of yeah things and, and probably like you know when you're a little kid and things go over your head as well like yeah totally you just don't even understand things no like I used like to adult Spice stuff. Girls and not yeah. and sing along to like two become one and yeah not oh, totally my favorite movie was Grease yeah. I watched it when I was older and she's like what do you think this is a gangbang I had not, I used to say that and yeah. mom would be like oh you didn't know what it meant you just like the dresses exactly I'm like mom I know but that's what I mean like it's <laughs> yeah. like you you're so unaware as a kid yeah so it's like there could have been so many little things that had yeah. happened or were said that they yeah. weren't observing yeah um, Definitely. But you're right, actually, because, like, I kind of would always thought, oh, it's obviously whoever they were going to meet. Mm. And that they, like, I just assumed that they were definitely meeting someone. They'd met a boy, whether it was that teen blonde yep. boy or something, and that that's who had done it. But then mm. at the very same time, if Derek Percy had mm. followed them and was hiding yep. and saw them split off from the group, mm-hmm. there's always the chance. <sighs> there's also so many things. He could have been like, I've got beers or I've yeah. got cigarettes or yep. whatever. And, like, if they want to be naughty and they're mm. just young and, like, you mm-hmm. know, there's so many elements to it that, like, it doesn't necessarily connect. You know, like how at that age it's like you're sort of being a bit reckless. and Yes. So maybe, the like you yep. said, the week before when they went off, that could have been for a completely different boy or different yeah. reason or not even a boy. You know, like it could have just been that they were just kind of in that 15-year-old flighty mode where yes. they're just like yeah. testing the boundaries a bit mm-hmm. and they just happen to just have a really shitty shit, shit, shit luck on it, you know. It's mm, um, awful. But, yeah, because I don't, I don't personally think that um, Christopher Wilder's connected it seems too flimsy to you the alan bassett thing is kind of weird especially because if he was if cease my mate cease <laughs> if he was the former detective yeah like i feel like like the all the police basically the police in general a lot of the police people that worked with him other detectives were like we think he's an amazing detective but we don't we think he's wrong on this he's gone too far yeah like he's too involved but i think we should not discount the fact that, that he worked there. on the case yeah if you worked on the case i feel like you you know kind of the ins and outs mm. there a little bit, you know? And there was probably details that weren't released yeah. to the public. Maybe that's what he saw in the painting, yeah. something that we don't well, know yeah. about. Like for the for him to say this is something that yeah. only the murderer would be able to like paint. Detectives by reputation are like measured, analytical, yeah. reasonable people. Mm-hmm. For him to just suddenly be like, 
it's a like it's not like it was a Jackson Pollock painting that was like just squirts of paint and he was like there's the evidence like there was clearly something why would he go to the effort of writing a whole book yeah so convinced ready to like die on that hill of this painting proves that he did it like that yeah. he was clearly convinced by something mm-hmm. um but then it was pretty bold of Alan Bassett to be like I'll sue you for defamation when, yeah. mate, you're a murderer. You killed someone. I know. Well, that's pretty much what they said in court. Yeah. They were like, no, no. <laughs> like, absolutely not. Yeah. It's, Do you it's, reckon they're connected, Beaumont and Wanda? I mean, it's so weird. There was like a year apart, almost yeah. to the day. Um, kids on a beach. That's super. That creeps me out. Fucking Beaumonts and Glenelg. Mm. They've come up in like four of our podcasts. Yeah weird um i don't know because it's like heaps of kids go to beaches in january like it'd be more weird if it was july or like a cold month yeah like i feel like maybe that's a coincidence yeah it was around the same time well yeah apart and like the um because Glenelg, for our non-Australian listeners, yes. is in south australia yes not in new south wales not in new south wales so they're quite far apart and like, like if, people travel. Yeah. Murderers travel. Oh, yeah. Well, that was the thing because Derek Percy was Yeah, traveling. he literally traveled. Um, I mean, that's the other thing, though, is like Derek Percy was actually in prison for the murder of a different child yes, on a Victorian beach. on a beach. Victorian So beach. it's like there are more murders yeah. of kids on beaches. It's not like these are the only cases. So, yeah. You know, yeah. It's, not, it's not that it's common, but it's not completely out of the mm. wheelhouse that there are other... Yeah, he sounds sus to me, Derek Percy. Oh, he, yeah. And like the fact that they saw someone resembling him mm. talking with the girls on the train and mm-hmm. at the beach. Mm. So who saw that? The kid, the just, other uh, siblings or um, people that... Witnesses, right. just witnesses. Yeah. To me, I would lean towards him. Yeah. Even though too. he didn't confess, he was probably just being a fucking troll. Yeah. Like I said. And yeah. like his last bit of victory was they they will be still chasing their tails trying to figure it out. I'm not mm. going to help them. Mm. Like, that is the mind of a sicko to me. Yeah, totally. This isn't a normal guy. He, he, we know he killed a, a child on a beach. Yeah. So he's not a normal person. And, like, my theory is that the blonde teen boy that they saw hanging out with the girls mm. is the person they were probably going off to hang out with. Yes. But that Derek but then was he was hanging about. Mm. Yeah. And so it was like and wrong maybe that place, boy wrong was like time. Freaked out and didn't want to be connected. Yeah, and he probably did have a you know a knife that he used for fishing, and he probably didn't understand that they could you know test it for blood and like yeah. rule it out or test the shape of the wound and that kind of yeah, thing. Totally. He was probably like, oh, I've got a knife. I was hanging out with the girls. I gave them beer. Yep. I'm fucked. I'm not. Yes, <laughs> I'm not going to tell exactly. anyone. Exactly. And that's that whole coming back to yeah. that conservative 1965 business yep. of like. People don't want their shit out no, in public. Just keep to yourselves. Just carry on with yeah. it. Oh, man, it's sad though. Oh, it's so sad. It's really sad, and it's really. I think it's so sad. Like I'll put a picture of the girls in the group when like this has gone out into the world. Mm-hmm. They just look like these two mm. sweet angels. Like just like me at fifteen. Yeah, you we know? both grew up on the beach. Yeah, you just and I not together, but. And- and that going to the beach and hanging around talking to boys and that like it was just hitting oh, me so in the feels because that's what we were doing. I know, and it's just part of your self discovery as a teenager. You know, it was just kind of mm. and and 
Again, it's that bullshit that people probably threw around back then. And why were they at the beach on their own? Yeah. Why oh, did you let their God. daughters out of the house? And it's just like, fuck off. Yeah. Because we, like, part of teen, like, everything in life is a risk. You just yeah. don't know anything. You're in the wrong yeah, place at the wrong time. you walk out the door, you're at risk. Anywhere. So it's, it's um, it yeah. is really sad. We should be asking, why were you down at the beach stabbing girls? That's the As question. As always. Let's blame the stabbers and the rapists. Yeah, they're the fucked ones. Yeah, not the people just not living the their parents, fucking lives. Not the grandparents. Yep. not the kids. No one. Like it's the fucking monsters that yep. killed two teenage girls at the beach. Yeah, it's awful. It's that whole innocence loss thing, and it's the mm. same with the Beaumonts. Yeah, of like you Life know, cut short. stranger mm-hmm. danger, and mm-hmm. it was like a kind of innocent time, and then it was kind of clouded by these awful incidents. Yeah. Um, you know, that made people go, you know, it's a, an iconic thing in Australia to go to the beach. Like, that's what you do. That's, yeah. you think Australia, summer, you're at the beach. Yeah. Like that. It's just like the national pastime. And it is. when these things happen to people that are just enjoying the national pastime, it just yeah. ruins that yeah. the whole image. It's like the dark side of it. Yeah, exactly. It's awful. But I mean,. Yeah, yeah, decades later I was doing I was getting the bus to the beach and mm-hmm. with my cousin and talking to boys and Yeah. And like when you do I didn't have younger siblings, but when you are saddled with like the younger siblings, of course you're gonna like disappear oh, and God yeah. Like they might have even been going to gossip about something or Yeah, like, like it could have been so or, innocuous, like it could have been nothing <laughs> and they just were walking off to yeah. like go look at some weird thing or yeah. like just yeah, go have a bitch session or talk about a boy or something. Yeah, without the little yeah. annoying eight-year-olds. Exactly. But, and then that happens. It's awful. Yeah. So I hope they catch somebody eventually with the DNA yeah. developments and that no one loses that blood sample. Because <sighs> you've already lost the semen, oh, geniuses. <laughs> That's horrible. Yeah. Well, you did a great job. There's Thank a lot you. to it. And you know what? 58 minutes on oh, my shit. little clock here. We'll edit some things out. Yeah, but it's probably not going to get much shorter than that. Yeah. We're almost at an hour. Almost mate. at the All Aussie Mystery Hour. Actually an hour. Actually an hour. Um, as cool. always, rate us, yep. like us, Come send us compliments. in the group. Um, and we will be back next time with another All Aussie Mystery. Bye. Bye. Bye.